Hello and welcome to Pridecast, the official podcast of Hofstra Athletics. In today's fourth episode of Pridecast, we will meet Hofstra field hockey senior Stella Schoen from Hamburg, Germany. Schoen has been a star both on the field and in the classroom during her time with the Pride. But before we get to our interview with Stella, let's look back at the week that was in Hofstra Athletics. The field hockey team with wins over Fairfield and Quinnipiac has now won six consecutive games to improve to 8-4 and four on the season heading into their CAA opener this weekend. In volleyball, the Pride posted CAA victories over James Madison and William and Mary to even their CAA record at 2-2 two and 12-5 two and and overall. In men's soccer, the Pride was 2-1 and one with wins over Northeastern and Delaware on the road and a tough 1-0 loss at Virginia just recently. The Pride is now 4-0 in the CAA and 6-4-1 overall. After freshman Luke Brown was named the CAA Co-Rookie of the Week. In women's soccer, the Pride dropped CAA road games at Charleston and UNCW. The Pride is 6-6-1 overall and 0-4 in the CAA. In men's golf, the Pride captured the Hofstra Quad at the Garden City Country Club with senior Johnson Coe winning individual medalist honors. Coe was also named the CAA Co-Player of the Week. And welcome back to Pridecast number four. In the history of Hofstra field hockey, there have only been eight players who have tallied 100 career points and 40 career goals. Today, we are fortunate enough to be joined by a person who has done both in senior Stella Schoen. Welcome, Stella. Thank you. How are you this morning? Good. Are you excited about the start of the CAA season this weekend? Yes, it's been a long preparation so far. All the other teams are already in CAA, so we're getting pumped to be there too, finally. And this is your final go-around in the conference championship, going after a, a conference championship and getting back into the conference tournament. Uh, how is the uh, mental aspect of the team right now? Um, I think we have a lot of like seniors in the team, so we're all excited to leave everything out there because we have nothing to save up for. And then we have a lot of freshmen who are very like hungry to get their first experiences on the team. So I think it's a very interesting mix. Okay, now let's look at the Stella Schoen life. Uh, I remember during the preseason, during our uh, radio interviews, you said... Uh, that you've been playing field hockey since you were four years old. That's you right. mentioned this, and, and that this year was your, lo your last rodeo, so to speak. Uh, how, do you get involved, how did you get involved with the sport initially in Germany? Um, well, the first, actually my mom played when she was a child, so she's already had a connection to field hockey, and then she... Uh, made my brother play when he was little because a few other people in our village also played. And yeah, my sister and I got involved eventually and we stuck with it until today. Did your mom coach you? Yes, she did actually when, uh, I don't know, in the earlier years she did. I okay. don't know how long. And as a sport, where does field hockey rank in sport popularity in Germany? I mean, I'm probably biased, but I would say it's definitely up there. Um, obviously, soccer is undoubtedly number one. I think handball is pretty big, basketball. But otherwise, from the team sports, I would say it's totally up there, especially for women, but for men as well. Okay, you played 14 years of club field hockey in Hamburg. 
and you played on three teams that advanced to the finals of the Hamburg Championships. What was that experience like? Um, well, I've played actually only for four years or something in Hamburg. I switched in 2007. Um, but yeah, it's been a big step because in Hamburg it's actually very competitive. There's, it's one of the cities in Germany that has the most teams and they actually call it the capital city of Hamburg, uh, hockey sometimes. So it's been a great experience to play against some of the best teams again in Germany at that age. You also played on the GTHGC club team that placed fourth in the German championships in 2007 and fourth in the Hamburg championships in 2011 and 2012. Um, first of all, what does GTHGC stand for for our it listeners? Groß Flottbecker Tennis Hockey and Golf Club which means Grosslaut Baggage is the area where I lived, and then it's Tennis Hockey Golf Club, so, yeah. And that was one <laughs> of the bigger club teams? Yeah, yeah, it's one of, I'd say, the four, five best hockey teams in Hamburg. And, yeah, 2007 was actually my best season. It was also my first season, so I've never quite reached back to that. <laughs> but, yeah. You also played with the uh, Hamburg Under-16 Select Team in a tournament in Poland. Uh, was that your first trip? to a different country or had you done previous trips? Um, no, I've actually done previous trips when I, uh, my first one was to Denmark, I think, when I was like 10 with still the team from Lübeck, which is where I started out. And then I've been to Holland a lot, France, England, but Poland was the first really competitive tournament. We played against the Poland uh, youth national team and yeah, so that was the first real tournament. The other ones were more like fun tournaments. And w was something like that under-16 select team a stepping stone or like an invitation to the national team? For some people it was. I mean, it's already an honor itself to be on the state national team, at uh, the state select team. And especially in Hamburg, it's really hard to be on it. Like, um, I moved states when I moved clubs in 2007, so before that I was actually in another state, Schleswig-Holstein, and I've been on that state select team when I was four years youngest than the oldest year that could be possibly on it, but in Hamburg it was always just the oldest year and then maybe some really good talents from the year under, but it was a lot more competitive. Now, when you start to play field hockey, is it like a dream to play for the national team? of Germany and field hockey? I think it's uh, that dream in any sport, really, that you start out. I mean, if you start out, especially at such a young age, at four, you're, like, your dreams are so big. But I must say, I've actually always, even at like four years, six years of age, been very realistic. And I said, maybe I'll play first league one day. But my sister was always dreaming of national team. <laughs> and did you play first league? Um, no, my club actually went to first league the year I left for Hofstra, so oh. that was very unfortunate. <laughs> and that's the Bundesliga? Yeah, and that's where they're still now. Um, all right, now we get to uh, the high school years, and, and so people know that there's a huge difference between high school field hockey in Germany and club field hockey, where club field hockey is more important in Germany or in Europe, whereas it's getting that way in the United States now, where high school field hockey is, is more important than club, but it, as I said, it's changing. Uh, explain the difference between high school field hockey and club field hockey in Germany. Well, I think uh, club field hockey is a lot more competitive in Germany because you 
choose your club. So you choose whether you want to go to one of the best clubs or you can make the team in uh, one of those clubs. But high school, you're deciding where to go independently of your sports aspirations. So it's a pretty mixed up team. I mean, my school personally was the only school that offered field hockey as a complete class. I took it instead of Spanish. So we had a lot of field hockey players, but <laughs> other schools did not. So uh, it was also no wonder our team was pretty uh, successful. But for others, it's just an elective that you maybe sometimes do after school, but it's not a real class or a real important activity at school. And imagine if you had taken Spanish, you and Claudia could have <laughs> spoken uh, very very easily on yeah, the field. That's true. <laughs> uh, looking back at high school, I hear you were a tennis player too. Yeah, if, well, I was a tennis player in maybe like fifth, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. But I only played once a week and I never did any games for points. So... That's another question I want to ask you is about the uh, the club system and how much you practice in Germany compared to how much we practice here in the United States because over the years we've had European players say it's a lot different. Uh, it's a little more laid back maybe in Germany, uh, but I don't know if that's correct or not in my assumption. It's very, very different. I wouldn't necessarily say it's more laid back, but I mean that's up to every person. We usually practice like two, three times a week for two hours, and it's really, really intense. So it's short but very intense practices, and I'd say we almost get just as much done. And then we have an additional day where we run, or two days, depending. I actually think fit, uh, fitness is becoming bigger in Europe now, but it didn't used to be that way when I actually played there. So fitness was not a really big component. Like here, we did not lift every day. I've never touched uh, an actual weight until I came here. And field hockey-wise, we focused a lot more on like technique and tactics and scrimmaging. So it's just a very different kind of training. Okay, now you you come to the uh, your senior year in high school and you have to make a selection. First of all, how did you find out about Hofstra? Well, I was, my mom suggested pretty early of maybe thinking uh, of going into the United States because she heard about some sports scholarships being awarded. And at first I wasn't really sure, but then one of my friends decided to do it. And it actually sounded really cool, so I signed up for an agency. Uh, I did, did it through sportsscholarships.com, and they post a profile with pictures, videos, information about you, and then the coaches from America can approach you through the agency. Now, is, would you happen to know if this was the same agency that Hannah Clem from our volleyball team also used? I'm not sure which one Hannah used. Well, it doesn't really matter, yeah, but uh, it's, it's, like four it's or five fascinating that more and more Europeans are coming to the United right. States to play now, especially in, in volleyball and field hockey, and it's, uh, it's a great uh, influx of uh, student-athletes. Um, with all the great colleges in Europe, uh, why did you decide to come to the United States? And, and who introduced you? Obviously, your mother introduced you to the, the idea of going abroad. Did you have any aspirations for that before? Not really. It wasn't really something that was on my mind. I've always wanted to go abroad for a while, but in high school, my mother always had to consider my field hockey career over going abroad in the middle of my most important years. Uh, to play for my club, so 
I never really got the chance in high school, so I definitely knew it was something I wanted to do after school. But I hadn't a spe- I didn't have a specific country in mind just yet. And yeah, then some of my friends decided to go to America, and I just hopped on the bandwagon. We dug out your profile from 2013 and found <laughs> out that you were looking at Ohio State and Fairfield. Yes, I did. Uh, and how did you make the decision on, on Hofstra, and had you ever been to New York before? I um, Yeah, I think New York was actually one of the biggest decision makers for me because I had been there twice, once in, I think, 2008 or nine with my family, and I really, really liked it, but we've only been here for three days, but I was so fascinated that I definitely wanted to come back, so in my senior year of high school, I went with my best friend to language school. It was really cool. It was in the Empire State Building. Um, and we really, really enjoyed those two weeks we've been here. And, yeah, so I definitely could imagine coming back. Now, coming to Hofstra in, in 2013, uh, what, who was your first contact with Hofstra? Um, I think, you mean when I came here? When you or decided to come when, play when ho- I decided field hockey to here, come? Yeah. So not the recruiting process? Yes, no. the recruiting process. Yes. Oh, the recruiting <laughs> process. Okay, I think... I don't remember. It was Kathy and Apple both reached out to me, and uh, first it was an email, but then we set up a Skype meeting with both of them pretty soon, and it was that those two, and then me and my mom just talked it out together. And, yeah, then I made a pretty fast decision within, like, two, three weeks. And coming to Hofstra in 2013, did you have any concerns about coming to the school in the United States, so, uh, culturally, uh, language-wise? Um, not really. Like, I'm actually more the kind of person that doesn't really spend a lot of time worrying about the future. Like, I worry about it when I get there, but <laughs> otherwise I'm not really concerned. So I was more excited than afraid. Uh, looking back on your first Hofstra team in 2013, there were eight freshmen and one redshirt freshman. Uh, did that help your transition, having so many freshmen that year? Uh, to both Hofstra and the United States? Yeah, it was great. Like, I think that made a lot of things easier, having uh, so many people in my age, and especially having Jill and Claudia also as two other internationals. So we went to all the special international orientations, language tests, all that kind of stuff together. So I was like never lost wandering around alone on campus. We did get lost, all three of us, but that's <laughs> a lot more fun than being alone. <laughs> And you had fellow German Charlotte Law one year ahead of you. Uh, did you guys hit it off? Yeah, we actually lived together our first preseason, so that was a huge help. She helped me set up a phone plan. She translated everything in practice. I couldn't understand uh, the field hockey terms and such. So, yeah, she's even throughout the year, she's been a huge, huge help. And your freshman season of 2013, you played and started in all 20 games. Uh, you recorded 10 goals and 6 assists, and you were named to the All-CA first team, the All-CA rookie team, the All-Region second team. Uh, what were your memories from that season that wasn't exactly a great team season? Um, I think why I personally did well is just because I was super fearless. I had no idea what to expect, so I just, you know, went for it. And I actually took so long to figure out the difference between what's a CAA game, what's not a CAA game, what actually counts. Um, I had 
yeah, no, no idea about the whole process. So I was just kind of thrown in the middle of there and doing, you know, my kind of thing. But I don't know, it was, even though we weren't super successful, I don't think it was a bad season necessarily. Well, you played seven ranked teams that year, but uh, while you did it outstandingly on the field, uh, I think it caught a lot of people's eyes that you were just as equally uh, outstanding in the classroom, uh, getting the CAA Commissioner's Academic Award, the NFHCA, the National Field Hockey Coaches Association Academic Squad, uh, and the first of three NFCHA Scholar, Scholar of Distinction Awards for having a GPA of 3.9 and above. And as we know now, that 3.9 is for other people, not for you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, are, you have a perfect 4.0 grade point average through six semesters in college. What has been that driving factor to your academic success? Um, I think I'm... I have a lot of ambition in general in all areas of my life, but the classroom is a much more controlled setting than on the field. On the field, you can put in all your work, but sometimes the other team is just better, or you have an unlucky day, someone's injured, like anything can happen on the field. But in the classroom, it's really just up to you. Like if you study, if you do the work, you will get rewarded for it, no matter what other people do and no matter what happens. And going to your second year, uh, you help bring to Hofstra, someone you kind of know in your <laughs> younger sister, Simka. Uh, what kind of impact did, did you have, uh, did she have on you that season? Oh, a huge impact. Uh, it actually started out because I missed her a lot and I left her home alone for a year and she didn't quite know what to do yet, but she knew she had to get out of there. And I was like, why don't you just come visit me or join me here? And so she did. And she had a huge impact, obviously, on me because she's my best friend. We did everything together that year. We had so many uh, kind of one-on-one -on -one dates in the city, uh, around here. We did so much stuff. And then she also had a huge impact of the team because she's one of the best players I know. So, And it's not just her skill, but it's her spirit. She's very uplifting, motivating, and she's so passionate about field hockey, so that helped us a lot. And you, you basically were inseparable. Uh, did you feel like you had to be the big sister to the little sister in this foreign land? Not really. In the first semester and in the recruiting process, I did uh, feel like that. She was like, oh, how do I fill out this form? And what's a visa? And what do I need here? And I was like, just Google it. That's what I did. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously I could help her out because I've gone through the same process and if I was her, I would have done the same thing, but I was getting really annoyed sometimes because I had a lot of schoolwork to do here and then I had to do fill out more paperwork. But once she was here, I don't think I had to act like that at all. She grew up a lot in the first year she's been here, and then in the second year, we've just been equals. Uh, your sophomore year, you missed seven games with an injury uh, that nagged you the whole season, yet you still finished fourth on the team with six goals and seven assists for 19 points. And your little sister, Simka, also had 19 points, including a freshman record, 11 assists. Uh, and the pride showed a marked improvement, 12-7, and seven, and was in the hunt for a CAA tournament bid until the final weekend of the season. Uh, what are your recollections of that, that season, especially the end of the year? I mean, personally, I think the beginning of the year was really, really frustrating. Uh, I... Uh, 
was so eager to... I injured myself, like, in the last week of summer, and then I was out for the whole preseason, and I was so eager to play that I played when I shouldn't have yet, so I got injured again in the second game, and then I was out for a very long time. So that was really hard to deal with, but the team did really well, so it seems like they didn't miss me that much. And... <laughs> <laughs> And my sister was a huge help, always like cheering me up uh, back at home. And yeah, in the end, I was really eager to play. And <laughs> so I had a lot of energy and will saved up for the last couple of games. And it was really exciting to see this improvement to the first year and actually have hopes of making it to the CAA. So while it was a pretty tough season, I wouldn't have wanted to miss it. And once again, you piled up a bunch of academic and athletic awards, uh, all CAA second team, despite missing the, the seven games. And uh, the, the same uh, bunch of awards, the CAA Commissioner's Academic Award, the National Academic Squad, and your second NFHCA Scholar of Distinction Award. Uh, so now you bounce back for your junior year last year, in 2015. You were, you were in good health. Uh, the team was gelling as a group. We had a core junior class and, and some key seniors. Um, do you think the team had a chip on their shoulder in 2015 after the way the 2014 ended? You know, we went from a possibility of going anywhere from first place to fourth place or being out of the tournament in 2014. And 2015, we came back and, and uh, made that run to the CAA championship tournament. I don't think we ever had a more promising team this early in the season as we had in 2015. We had a really strong group uh, across the classes. Like We had key players of every age. We were working together really well. And so I think it was not really a surprise that we did so well that year. And it's upsetting that we couldn't finish as strong as we started because I really think we had a lot of potential that year. And you had your best season of your career with 17 goals and seven assists. Um, Hofter was 14 and six overall, made the tournament, and you and your sister finished two and three on the team in scoring. How gratifying was it to make the tournament and doing, doing it with your sister before she returned home to Germany uh, last spring? Yeah, it was amazing. It I think no matter what happens this year, junior year is always going to be one of the most special seasons I had at Hofstra. It's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, it was a, such a good experience to do it with my sister. And we actually had a lot of sister goals. Like she ex assisted me and I scored it, or I assisted it to her and she scored it. So those were always a lot of extra fun. Now, last year... You became one of only 31 student-athletes in Hofstra history to earn COSIDA, the College Sports Information Directors of America, uh, Academic All-American Award. Uh, and I realized that came after the end of the school year, but uh, <laughs> what kind of honor did you believe that was? Obviously, it was a division where there were nine sports involved, so it was probably one of the toughest divisions of the COSIDA academic uh, All-American program. Yeah, I think it was. And I think that one out of all the academic op, um, honors is obviously the biggest one, but it's also the one that's least about me because you can't get one of those honors without 
having a team that had a great season and um, because it also counts the athletics. Like I've always had a 4.0, but it, we had to have this great season as a team for me to get such an award. And yeah, I was obviously really happy about it, but it's really a team accomplishment. And you also received the Sylvia G. Lombardo Award for as the top female scholar athlete after last May. What kind of honor do you think that was? <laughs> it was great. I've never gotten like such a big trophy before in my whole life. Like I've, I, I barely won anything at, at all in Germany, so it's cool that America has awards for everything. But yeah, I mean, I personally, obviously, I love field hockey. I've played it for 17 years now, but. I still always prioritize academics, so that's what I'm really happy about, that it, my hard work is being recognized, and it's a huge honor to get that award and share it with Hannah. And now here we are in your final months of, of your college field hockey career, and by your own admission, the final days of field hockey. Uh, as you said, uh, this will be it for you and your field hockey playing days, so you have no aspirations for coaching or anything like that? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely, I will not say that I will never pick up a stick again because in Europe it's very common that you play until you're 60 and can't walk anymore. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm not going to do that, but I'm definitely done with competitive field hockey. I think it takes a lot of toll on your mind and your body, and I think there's other things that I need to put a majority of my energy into now. But it's always a part of my life. I'm definitely, if I go back to Germany someday, I'll play in like a second or third team and just for fun. An economics major, uh, what are your career ambitions and where do you plan to work, as you mentioned, if you go <laughs> back to Germany? Right. Yeah, I have no idea where I'm going to end up, to be honest. I uh, plan on doing a master's next in behavior economics, and that's definitely going to be in Europe because the December deadlines of America, that's just too close. So... I'm going to play in Europe where I have time until May, June. So, Yeah, but I don't know where I'm going to end up. I might go to the Netherlands, the UK, or Germany or France, but that's as specific as I can make it at this point. All right, we're going to take a break right here, and we'll be back with uh, to wrap up uh, the show with Stella and the Pride Five, and we'll be right back as we look at the week ahead in Hofstra Athletics. As we look at the upcoming Hofstra Athletics schedule this weekend, a very, very busy week for the Pride, uh, starting with the volleyball team hosting Towson Thursday night at 7 o'clock at the David S. Mack Physical Education Building and also uh, hosting Delaware on Saturday at 1 p.m., also at the Mack Physical Education Building. Men's soccer will host William & Mary at, uh, at 7.30 p.m. in the Hofstra Soccer Stadium, Saturday night. The women's soccer team will host Elon at 7 p.m. Friday night and will also host the Tribe of William & Mary at 1 p.m. on Sunday at the Hofstra Soccer Stadium. The field hockey team is on the road Friday at Towson at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 9th-ranked Delaware at 1.30 p.m. The men's and women's cross-country team returns to action this weekend. On Saturday, they are at the New Jersey Institute of Technology Highlander Challenge in Newark, where they will face NJIT, Wagner, and St. Peter's in dual match scoring. The men's tennis team will be uh, at the Fordham Invitational on Saturday and Sunday, and the softball team will have some 
fall ball scrimmages against Seton Hall at 11 and Iona at 115. In addition, the men's lacrosse team will be hosting the Headstrong Foundation Nicholas Kalalori Classic Long Island on Saturday at James M. Schuett Stadium. Hofter will be facing Hobart at 10.30 and Yale at 3 p.m., but the action begins at 9 a.m. at James M. Schuett Stadium. So come on out and support all of your Hofter Pride teams. Okay, Stella, we're back, and it's time for the Pride Five to wrap up the show. These questions uh, may <laughs> or may not relate to you, but uh, let's give it a go anyway. All right, what is your favorite sports team? That does not relate. <laughs> I actually don't really watch sports outside my own games, I guess. But, um, yeah, if I had to choose one... I would choose the German national team of soccer, if that's okay. But I don't really follow any regular team throughout the season. Okay. All right. Let's go something easier. Favorite food from Germany and your favorite food here in America? Okay. America is definitely easy. That's pancakes. I live for pancakes, and they're just great. They, if I can get pancakes on a Sunday, that just makes my whole weekend. And um, in Germany, it's actually weird. It's red cabbage. And it's a Christmassy kind of food, and my mom would refuse to give it to me throughout the year, so I'd always be really upset and asking for it. But she's like, no, Stella, that's a winter food. You cannot have it out of season. And my dad actually once gifted me a four-kilogram jar of it, <laughs> but I never got around to finishing that. <laughs> and your favorite place in New York City and your favorite place here on the Hofta campus? Um... I think my favorite place in New York City is like Greenwich Village. There's a lot of cute restaurants. I don't really like the touristy parts of the city, so I'm always up for a calmer park or going along the rivers, something like that. And your favorite place on campus? Huh. <laughs> I'm tempted to say the fourth floor of the library, but it's not very pretty, but that's where I spend the most time. And... Otherwise, I like walking around on campus when the tulips are up. Or in general, the academic side is really pretty. So. And speaking of the academic side, what, what, are you, what has been your favorite class and your favorite professor at Hofstra? Oh, that's tough. Um, I really like the whole economics department. Like, to, uh, Changing from business school to economics was definitely the best decision I've made along the way. And I think the professor I work together the closest is Professor Harold. I've had three classes with him. I'm a peer teacher for his Latin American economics class and we were thinking of writing a thesis but now I just found out that I actually can't take an extra class next semester but we work together really close. And final question, the favorite place in the world that you have visited and that you want to go back to? It's easy, it's uh, Vancouver City and uh, I've always I'm always going back to it. I've definitely spent more time in Vancouver since I've been here than I spend at home. So I guess that's saying something. Okay. Well, Stella, thank you for joining us today on Pridecast, and good luck the rest of the season, and as well as your future endeavors. And uh, you've made Hofter proud, and I'm sure you'll be doing so in the future as well. Yeah, thank you for having me here, and thank you for the way wishes. And we thank you for listening to the Pridecast, the official podcast of Hofter Athletics. 
And just remember, you can get all the information on Hofstra Athletics on GoHofstra.com. And we thank you for listening. Have a good day.